What I found is it's not that you're wanting to abandon your kids, you're actually craving this sense of freedom that can be deprived through parenting. And I think that's very different. And I think that's a massive reframe and a mindset shift just to understand you're not running away from your kids and your family, you're running towards freedom. Hello and welcome to Behind the Mother Mass. I'm your host, Annie Breen, registered nutritional therapist, master NLP practitioner, and transformational coach for exhausted mums who don't feel enough. My mission with this podcast is to lead with vulnerability by starting to lift the psychological mask you wear each day that protects you and others from the stuff that's hard to explain and talk about. It's about sharing from the middle, not just the open wounds or the healed scabs, but the messy middle. Let's go for honesty over perfection, because I believe when you transform yourself, you automatically transform your relationships and parenting by passing down wisdom, not wounds. So if you're up for that, you definitely don't need to do it alone. I'm here to lead you on what could be the greatest adventure of your life, behind the mother mask, back home to yourself. Hello and welcome back. Welcome to episode 16. 16! I can't remember how many episodes I actually achieved with um, my first podcast, which was the BU Mum podcast, which I think was running about four years ago now. But I think over the course of about two or three years, I got to 16 episodes. (laughs) So to have got to 16 consecutively, consistently, that is pretty awesome. It might have been 18, but hey ho, let's celebrate. Every episode is a win. you know what it's like. So this week I am talking probably about quite a difficult subject. I know I'm going to find it difficult and I've stalled on this one a little bit, but also when something's quite, it hits a nerve, I tend to spend a little bit more time thinking about it and I want to do it justice, but I also want to do it justice for you. Um, So I tend to naturally put a lot of pressure on myself to not just perfect things, but get the information in that's going to give you the biggest shift or help you. So I'm going to be talking about the title of this podcast is When Your Kids Get in the Way. Oh, there's definitely something in my heart that goes when I say that, because it will become clear quite quickly that this is not that we don't love our kids or we don't want them. However, what I will say from working with many mums now over the years is that I have come across women who have had a very negative experience of motherhood, whereby there are regrets and where they've really struggled and actually when you help them dig deep into what's behind that 
it's usually a self limitation or a perceived um, limitation about the self that they don't have the capacity to cope, that it's worked out differently than what they expected. And they're dealing with a lot of grief. And there's a whole kind of backstory of um, beliefs, stories, um, disconnection from values that are going on there, lack of support. And it's actually been amazing. It's, it's some of those women that um, I've had the biggest transformations with. And it's not about them not loving their kids, even if sometimes they feel that way. Um, so I just wanted to say that in case you're listening to this and sitting there thinking, I'm really struggling, I'm really suffering in silence, like motherhood is not what I expected. If you are that person, do reach out to me. It makes me want to cry. I do not want you to be suffering that way. But I think who I'm speaking to here as well is generalized. How often do you feel like your kids just get in the way of something that you're trying to do? So, okay, bear with me on this because it will become clear. Before I get into this subject, uh, oh, there's a doorbell, need to go. (laughs) Just kidding, I'll stay here, promise. Um, I just want to tell you about a webinar that I'm going to be doing. I'm planning to do some live events because that's what I love. And I love that real connection. But you you can't beat the accessibility of a webinar. And it's something that I just want to be able to do maybe monthly to share some of my Energized Mother model, share some of my tools, techniques, support, insights with you. So um, it's, it's a free webinar and it's called You Are More Than Just a Mum. In fact, it hasn't got the word just in it. I took that out. But you are more than a mum. And the subline is, and your kids need to know that. And really what this webinar is focused on is how to reclaim your identity with sustained energy and resilience. Energy is a huge part of my work. It is everything. And there will be a theme that runs through probably every podcast when we talk about energy as is identity. And what I found is an identity also kind of goes hand in hand with sense of purpose. I feel like purpose is your identity and action when you really step up and step into what you're here to do. And that might not just be one thing, which we'll talk a little bit about today. But I feel like the not knowing yourself, the not trusting yourself, the not being assured of who you are and comfortable in your own skin and confident in who you are, that is one of our biggest energy drains, which is why I can't really separate those two things, energy and identity. So I'm going to be sharing in this webinar my step-by-step pathway, which is my energized mother model for mums who feel broken and overwhelmed, like there's something wrong with you, like you've just been stuck in this survival loop for way too long. And it's almost like this suffering has become your norm, um, that you've accepted it, but you're not happy. But then you know, deep down that you're meant for more. And this is huge. It's how you can move from this pace of exhaustion, overwhelm, and maybe carrying unresolved trauma from the past into reclaiming your energy, your sense of identity, and that sense, greater sense of purpose. And that has a huge impact on how peaceful you feel within, but also how you're able to show up as a parent and really enjoy life like it's an adventure, not this kind of thing just to get to the end of the day. 
So I'll put the link in the show notes. If you want to join me for that, it will be fun. It'll be interactive. Um, you know, I talk a lot, but there will be the opportunity at the end to ask me any questions. And I love that. Um, so we can have a bit of a chat. So on the 27th of October, it's at 10 a.m. via Zoom. And um, like I said, I'll put all the details in the show notes and how you can sign up. It is free. Okay, so there we go. Procrastinating, stalling on talking about this subject. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless they don't get in the way but they do sometimes so when your kids get in the way let's go there so like I said I was quite overwhelmed building up to this webinar I had a bit of a kind of overwhelm episode this morning but what I've learned from this and this is quite advanced learning for me it's taken me years is that normally after the over the overwhelm happens before some kind of breakthrough and it happens. And I think the reason that I kind of put this off is I know I'm going to learn something that I need to take action on. <laughs> and it's much easier sometimes just going along in your familiar self in your familiar ways. But actually, you're going to have to start being honest with yourself. And I think that that is there's just a pattern that I've noticed. Overwhelm happens and then a big breakthrough or a learning happens. And that involves me stepping up and taking action from that. So I also think this episode might determine the tribe or my tribe for Behind the Mother Mask. Now, this is not to exclude anyone. Um, this podcast, you can look at the episodes and you'll resonate with some and you, you won't with others. And that's absolutely fine. But what I will say, because I think this is a good message for everyone to hear, I'm not for everyone. And nor should you try and be. <laughs> Something that's a couple of things that are really important in my approach is I am a naturopath. OK, so innately, I go towards nature to heal. And that's looking at all the things that are compatible with our human and microbial DNA, because we are more microbe than we are human when it comes to our genetics conversation for another time. But that's where my fascination um, for the gut brain connection and access comes. And it's a big part of my work. So. I am interested in how we can return home to ourselves, but by returning back to nature. And that's really looking at the simple things that really breathe health and life into us, like the food we eat, like movement, like breath work, like connection with like-minded souls, and how that really translates over into our parenting and the lessons and the values that we're trying to kind of pass on to our kids. So that's who I am. Also, I don't do quick fix solutions. It's funny I say that because some of the techniques that I use specifically around the NLP, but also functional medicine and changing your diet. I remember when I cut dairy out, I'm not telling you to do this, but years ago I used to fall asleep in the middle of the day. And, um, I embarked on my nutritional therapy diploma, which was a three-year diploma. It's very intensive. We're doing biomedicine and nutrigenomics and all these different things and functional testing. And I actually discovered that dairy is not my friend. Um, so I took it out, but I also took a probiotic for the first time. And, you know, I'm nearly 30 and this is the first time I'm doing some of this stuff. And it is experimenting. It's just kind of trying these things out. But I remember this might be exaggerated, but it's like I lost four kilos overnight. It wasn't really weight. It was inflammation and my energy returned. And <clears throat> honestly, it was like the clouds had just been cleared. It was quite incredible. So when I say I'm not 
someone that does quick fix solutions, do not get me wrong, some of this work and parts of my method and how I work is incredibly fast acting, especially if you've been doing things kind of the opposite to that for some years. When you bring in some of these um, strategies, whether that's foods or whether it's some of the timeline techniques and the the hypnosis type techniques I use for the NLP and changing your mindset, they can be very profound. But what I'm interested in for you and myself are these kind of lasting results where we work at the identity level we support and create change at the identity level and from that you go from there forward knowing and understanding yourself and from that you know what self-care works for you you know what diet what food what nutrients what movement what you need and then you really start to become the agent in your own health because you're more empowered you're more in the know of what you need as an individual and that for me is is magic so I'm not someone this podcast where I'm talking about when kids get in the way I'm not just going to tell you go and do this and this will work or go and do that as you probably know that's not how I work and I don't tell people what to do so this is going to go down oh, why is my throat sorry <laughs> something in my it's trying to tell me something and um, the fact that my throat has suddenly started to um congest a little bit so this is going to go down some deep rabbit holes so put your fluffy bunny tail on and get ready to go into that lauren <laughs> that has just come off the top of my head because that's what i want for you i want for you to create your own life to go your own way and through this work I can give you the perspective a different perspective the insights the tools the strategies but then it's 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 you that then takes that forward I think that's what I'm trying to get across say to yourself now think about the sentence when your kids get in the way of what fill it out I mean, you don't have to do it right now. This is not a classroom. But take that away and maybe journal on that. My kids get in the way of me trying to create my business. My kids get in the way of me trying to have some quality time with my partner or just even talk. My kids get in the way of me making tea. My kids get in the way of me doing exercise. They get in the way of me trying to um, live the life that is actually going to provide for them. So whatever it is, be really honest with yourself. If you ever feel this way and you don't say it, or maybe you do sometimes say it, write it down and get really, really honest because that is starting to highlight your needs and bring your needs and desires into your awareness. And that might sound like a really obvious thing, but what I want to say is this is it is normal to feel this way. And normally it's coming from a very good intention and a deprived need. And it's interesting because we're not very compassionate, are we, and graceful with ourselves, we're really critical with ourselves. And we think because we think this way, we must be a bad parent and we're not a loving parent. We don't love our kids and we're not good. But actually something that I learned, and this is from... Working with Katie, Katie Helliwell, I interviewed her on um, episode three, that 
sometimes when we crave, so this is a big one for me, is craving space. And I'll explain why in a minute. But that kind of craving your own space and almost sometimes feeling like you want to run away. I've heard this from clients before. They just want to kind of get in the car and drive away or run away. What I've found is it's not that you're wanting to abandon your kids. You're actually craving this sense of freedom that can be deprived through parenting. And I think that's very different. And I think that's a massive reframe and a mindset shift just to understand you're not running away from your kids and your family. You're running towards freedom. And this was probably the biggest lesson that I learned when I became a mum is that it wasn't the love that I held for Bonnie. It's a love that I didn't have for myself. And actually in the past, when I look back on my life, I wasn't massively happy. There was a lot of unresolved stuff, but I was able to go and sleep. I was able to go and walk. I was able to go out to the pub and get pissed. I was able to drink wine. I was able to party. I was able to do all the things that helped me numb and cope with the stuff that I wasn't aware of I wasn't able to face that I was suppressing so not all of my coping mechanisms were healthy in the past however they were exactly that and when you have a kid your coping mechanisms whether they're just to kind of numb and cope or whether they actually really fulfill you and feed you and feed your needs are stripped back so we really need to acknowledge that it is like army training it is like military boot camp where you're kind of forced I've done this by the way so sorry if someone's listening they're like that is not military boot camp but you're forced to stay awake for long periods of time I think it was Glennon Doyle that was saying that she did speak to someone in the military and they were locked in this room for a long time for to go through this sleep deprivation process and you know the noise that they played in it wasn't a baby crying it was a toddler going mommy mom mom <laughs> and I get that because that that can be torturous can't it um, <laughs> because ultimately we always want to be able to be there for our kids we want to be able to see and nurture their needs I think that's really important just to acknowledge this, that a lot of our freedoms or coping mechanisms and strategies and self-care strategies are stripped away when we become parents. And this is where we need to adapt. We need a new approach. And that's what I'm going to talk about um, today. Another thing that Katie said to me, which I think has always kind of stuck with me, is that everything that I'm going through now and this was following this really difficult period in 2021 which I spoke about in the first episode I felt like everything was going wrong or everything was challenging me parenting my business like just health everything and this was specifically around parenting she was saying this she said everything that's going on now is a lesson to be learned that will put me in good stead later on And I think that that was so, so important. That's when I started. I was already journaling, but I started writing down those challenges. Like I just said to you, kids get in the way of blah, blah, blah. So the things that were coming up, I was able to write them down and look at them from a new perspective um, later on when you're not in the midst of, of the crisis. And what can I learn from this moving forward? How would I do things differently? Because ultimately, that's how we build resilience and bounce back ability. And those 
lessons were absolute gold for me. So even though things can appear really challenging right now, they're challenging for a reason because they're giving you the lessons that you need to learn to up level to the next stage of your life. And also there, a really big thing just to mention that I've learned is that normally, for me anyway, I feel like... um, oh, bless her, she doesn't get in the way, but you know what I'm saying. Might get in the way of me trying to do something when she's not happy. So if she is perfectly content or she's with her dad or with Fred or whatever, she's doing something, she's not in the way. It's when she demands my needs and when she's upset and she's emotionally dysregulated because that takes time, that takes energy to then stop what we're doing or shift gears, which I think can be really hard, especially if you've left your work not feeling fulfilled, like you've got this big to-do list that you haven't done what you needed to do and you just need more time and space to then stop and flip into this other role or other mode to go and then invest a lot of time and energy and regulation into that little person when really you just don't want them to be suffering you don't want them to be going through that and what I've learned is that they are not giving you a hard time they are having a hard time and I think just to understand that is really helpful because sometimes it can feel like our kids are trying to ruin our life because we're just trying to do this thing that's actually to give them life. And But they're not giving us a hard time. They're having a hard time. And often your children make you feel how they feel. And what's so, so interesting is what we need as adults, as mothers, so deeply need as well of them is as well as they do, sorry, is empathy, connection, holding space, patience, comfort, nervous system regulation, modeling, and a cheerleader. It's so interesting if we look at the commonalities, they show you your own needs by making them feel how they feel. And often what we need is the same thing. So hopefully that hasn't gone too far off on a tangent so far so fill out the sentence when your kids get in the way of what and what um, I'm going to cover is a little model here and normally it's like a triangle on a page or I draw it or you, you get the, <laughs> the picture as a webinar so I'm just going to talk you through this because I think it's lovely and it wasn't actually what I planned to do but I think it works really really well so obviously what we want is more energy We want more time, but we want to use our time in a more fulfilling way so we feel like it really gives back, that we've got something to show. We want space. I can't tell you that enough. And we want mutual growth. We don't want to sacrifice ourselves or abandon our own needs and be the martyr for our children. But ultimately, we don't want to neglect um, our attachment needs with them and neglect them and put ourselves over them. So it's about togetherness. How can we grow together? How can we mutually evolve so all of our needs are being met? We want alignment and congruence. I think this is so important. How many of you feel like you're living this kind of scattered life where you're doing all the things and your energy is almost scattered all over the place and it feels very um, compartmentalized and just out of balance 
and exhausting, where we want to kind of bring in this alignment and channel our energy towards what's important and our priorities and the things that are going to give back. And obviously with our kids, that's playing the long game. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about this. So this is like a little triangle thing, but at the bottom of the triangle, and then you can't see the triangle, there is your environment. And ultimately, I think this is where we get stuck. And this is where we feel controlled by. And I can talk about this in terms of my ADHD journey. Um, I may have described this before, but for me, and I don't know, I'm not going to pretend that I know everything about this. I don't know if this is the ADHD or it's me being a highly empathic, sensitive badass or whether it's because I'm an indigo child and I was sent here to be sensitive and pick up on the shit or whatever, but I feel like I'm a raw nerve walking around, like a raw nerve, just picking up on everything in my environment. (laughs) Now, I am going to talk about this from my perspective a little bit because I think that I'm at the kind of higher end of the, the spectrum in terms of living in this constant state of overwhelm, overthinking, self-sabotage, picking up on everything in my environment, you may not have the same experiences in terms of ADHD or maybe the hormonal issues that I've suffered with in the past, but I'm sure you can relate to a version of this. So I think by me sharing that kind of more extreme end, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I'm any worse, but that extreme end of what I'm feeling and my experience, I'm hoping that you'll be able to relate to that. So from that, what I have done, which is a positive, is I've become very, very aware of what works for me and what doesn't. And I think this is so, so important when you look at your environment. And what I mean by environment, it's where you spend most of your time and energy. So it could be your physical environment. Maybe that's your home. Maybe sometimes it's your office. Maybe it's um, relationships and your connection with others, your parenting environment. Then we got the more tangible kind of money and financial environment. So if you think about the environment you bathe yourself in, and it's very much about your external world. So this is what's going on in your external world. So I get, what I've learned is I get incredibly overwhelmed. So my energy is the truth. Like what I'm picking up on is real. And obviously pick up from stuff from the inside of our body and from our external environment. But it's very, very easy. I can get overwhelmed by exciting things because I'm so excited. Like, you know, I wasn't overly excited to do this episode, but I I want it to be really good. I want it to be really helpful. I want to put my heart out. I want to be really honest, put my heart out there and I want it to go right. And that can make me really overwhelmed anything with time limits and deadlines although it can also work quite well makes me feel that pressure so and being in this kind of constant state of of overthinking I saw someone put somewhere the other day that having ADHD is like having the your five-year-old 
on a sugar rush has got the remote control to your brain. And it is a bit like that. It really is. And also like just the positives, being a creative, if you're an entrepreneur or a mum in business, you know what it's like that we try and be everything to everyone. I can't remember what you call those kind of business structures where they look at the CEO and then they've got the next level and the next level. We are everyone. And I don't know if you could relate to this, but I get stuck in those low level tasks. I wasn't realizing I was doing this, but the emails, the admin, Canva, Instagram, whereas it's the higher level tasks when I'm actually doing my podcast or I'm out there speaking to people, I'm working one-to-one or in a group that I'm giving the biggest value that I'm living into my purpose that I'm feeling more fulfilled but how often do we get stuck and we can look at this in terms of being a mum those lower level tasks they're important the laundry the housework the cooking they are important they kind of keep the ship sailing but if we just look at it from a kind of factual perspective where do we get stuck and life can feel like that that you have this kind of big dream or desire to do this thing that really ignites your passion. But then there's all these kind of little admin tasks around the side of that, that tend to zap us of our our energy. So just think about your environment. And I think another big thing here is the isolation. Like I just said, that we believe as mums that we need to do everything ourselves. And that asking for help comes with so many like gremlins and limiting beliefs and barriers and financial things. We can't do that. We'll be a bit luxury to get a cleaner or to, oh, no, I can't get a PA until I've like I'm earning this amount. You know, why not? (laughs) Why don't we put those things in place first on the level that we can manage? And then, you know, this is very much where I'm at at the moment that we believe we have to do it. Um, ourselves and especially with parenthood where yeah we've all heard about the tribe mentality not mentality but there used to be a tribe you know this was a physical tribe in terms of support that would um, work together there would be this cooperation um, and team kind of mentality and now we've almost grown to believe that we have to do it all ourselves So I think this is so important to think in order to move to the next level to change our environment, we have to understand that we've got to upset our normal. And I think the biggest thing for me was this grief, especially when I found out about the ADHD, that normal does not work for me. I've never wanted to be normal or fit into the norm but I want things to be bloody easier, (laughs) all right? I want things to go with more ease. So I think this grief about the myth of normal, Gabor Maté's got a book out called that, um, that normal doesn't work for me. I feel like I've been sold a lie. So it's really important to upset my normal. And this goes into the next point. So at the bottom, you have your environment. And just consider what is going on in your environment at the moment that might be not aligning with how you want things to be. Maybe it's stealing your time, your energy. It's not just about your kids. You can almost review your environment. And then we got should. So the next level up is doing what you think you should How often do we do this? 
when you're stuck, when you're overloaded and under-resolved or under-resourced, who do you listen to? Who do you look to? Who are your models? I think this is so, so interesting because what we tend to do, and this is quite common, and I certainly did this in the early days of motherhood, is look outside of myself almost with these kind of grabby hands and like, help me, what should I be doing? What is the kind of cookie cutter model that I need to fit into? It's working for them, then it should work for me. Or if it doesn't, there's something wrong with me. And we tend to fall into these kind of patterns and beliefs and narratives that don't necessarily align with who we are at a soul level, but are offering some kind of relief. Because if we're doing this, then obviously we're doing things right. We're not going to mess up our kids. We're doing what we think we should. And I think this can be so toxic, okay? Um, so toxic. If you are someone like me, who maybe not ADHD, but you're highly sensitive, you get overwhelmed easily. You know that you're meant for more. You want to create a better life and a better world for your kids. You want to go back to nature. Health is so, so important. You want to follow your dreams. We are going to have to upset our normal and not do what we think we should. We need to break away from this conditioning and the message that society tells us. It is so damaging. If you think about, and I'm sorry I'm getting on my soapbox, this super mum culture, it's making us believe that wearing that badge of being busy is a badge of honor. I used to do this all the time. I don't do it anymore. Um, when someone asked me how I am, which, by the way, is the most complex question for me to answer ever. <laughs> how are you? Oh, my God, I need to go back into my life story. And yeah. But anyway, if you think about it, like I used to say this all the time. Oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I've just been so busy. And this is why I wouldn't see friends or I'd fuck people off or I wouldn't be able to do this or that. I'm so busy. I don't, I do not say it anymore. In fact, someone said to me not long ago, like, oh, how have you been busy? And I'm like, no, I haven't. I feel busy the whole time because my brain doesn't stop. <laughs> but no, I, I haven't been busy. I've been um, intentionally working on a few things. And I've also been intentionally trying to invest in my health and my self-care and my exercise. And yeah, I get overwhelmed because that's part of who I am. But I, have, you know, busy is what I try and let go of. Think about the culture that we're in, the supermum culture. You know, I hear it, I still hear it now. I don't go to mum cafes and things like that, but talking about mums who do all the things and they've got like how many kids and they do the dinner, like, you know, people say, wow, she's amazing. And she's like super mum. And they'll actually call them super mum because she's just, they are just chronically busy. So we feel like we are deficient or in deficit if we are not doing all the things and spinning all the plates and being successful in every aspect of our life. And it is a load of bullshit. And I think from this, and this might, I don't know if this will trigger a few people, but, you know, this is my thought. So I'm not telling you that you have to have the same ones, that I don't believe society values healthy attachment with our children. 
And I believe that parenting is all about that healthy attachment. And what I mean by that is that relationship that we have with our children so that they know that no matter what, they belong at home and that they can always come to you. And it's not about you getting it perfectly right or always being able to regulate them because, oh my God, that is not possible. But it's the intention behind it. And I think this really fits into when your kids get in the way because I I know deep down that attachment is so important and that's my belief and that bond and relationship that I have with Bonnie and what I'm modeling. And on days where I feel unfulfilled, overwhelmed, like under pressure in my business and I'm struggling to focus and get things done because my brain is like that radio (laughs) with all the channels going or like that kid has got the remote control, I that is very difficult for me because it is a huge inner conflict that I want to be able to be there for her because I know how important it is but I'm deprived in myself and overwhelmed in myself that my nervous system is under a lot of stress and it's almost like you don't have the capacity or energy and you just need that in-between space which is either physical like space nature it's almost like you need to pause life and just go and take a breath and go and take some space and then come back I don't think society values that because it overworks parents to the point where parents need to rely on systems to almost like raise their kids. And this is probably going down another conversation for another time about the education system that is not compatible for all children. And believe me, I'm not talking about individual teachers. I think, you know, from my experience, amazing, but it is the system when we're looking at bigger systems. Same with working, have some parents and parents you might be listening to this thinking I absolutely you know I love my job I want to do more of it and that's brilliant but I know a lot of you will be thinking no my my job won't serve me but now my values have changed and I want something more and I feel like I'm working all the time just to provide for my family that I never get a chance to see and when I do I'm completely almost detached from them because I haven't spent that time with them, but I'm overwhelmed, I'm tired and I'm exhausted and they're not getting um, the version of me that they deserve. You're not getting the version of you. So I think this is why I said this was going to go slightly deeper, that we need to look at the conditioning and the narratives, the myth that we've been sold, and we need to take from it what does work. I'm not on about whipping all your kids out of school, Um, that might be for some, you know, but look at what does work and look at what doesn't look at what is truly yours and your value and look at what you think you should be doing because of societal narratives or maybe generational narratives, or that's what your parents did. Okay. So box off. The next one is settling. I see this a lot of the time when we kind of don't have the patience or the space to hold for our kids is because we're doing what we think we should, but we're also settling for second best in our lives. We're settling for less than what we truly deserve and what we're meant for. And this is almost like having that itchy soul type feeling where you know that there is something more that you should be doing, that you want to be doing something else. 
that life can be more beautiful, like Glennon Doyle says in Untamed, life can be more beautiful than this. We've lost connection from our wild, from our nature, from what's important to us. And if you are fulfilled, settling, then that is absolutely fine. I'm not here saying that you need to change things. These are for people that can really relate to this. And it might just be that you settle for not doing that yoga class because, oh, you know, you'll feel guilty. You said you'd cook tea. Or if you go and do that thing for you, you're taking away from your kids. Or by the time you've got the chance to do it, you just don't have the energy. So we settle. We settle for less than what we deserve. And obviously, if there's no space for you, no psychological space for you at the end of the day, you are not living your own life. And this is a big realization a lot of my clients have is they've given people pleased um, and almost got this human giving syndrome where they give to others before their own and they settle without that this realization that they're not truly living their own life. And this is when you stop betting on yourself. You stop betting on yourself in your relationships, your career and motherhood and the soul screams. And I feel like this is what these bouts of overwhelming emotions and hormonal type symptoms are, is it's your spirit, it's your insights, it's your nervous system trying to communicate with you, you that you are meant for more. And it's almost like this big nudge. This is why we really need to take notice of our emotions and how we feel because they're trying to tell us something. Okay, so that's very much the external when we're living from this kind of outside in when we're being dominated or controlled and shaped by our environment and things can feel overwhelming and out of control and very unfulfilling and like we're not really living the life that is meant for us or we know that we truly want to create so the next the next step up is demanding your values and i love talking about values because they're just this wonderful little kind of cushion that we can put around ourselves that just make us feel aligned and safe and sure of ourselves because when we really know what our true values are and these are not the values that we think should be important or um, that we've inherited these are our true values this is where we stop settling and we get much clearer on what we want this is my standard. I'm changing my normal. This is what I'm up for. And then you step up. And I tell you this now, this can feel uncomfortable <laughs> because we're going out of our comfort zone into the unknown. But this is where the magic happens. So our values are our batteries to our strategies when we can get in tune with our values. And this, this is where this is so, so powerful. And I do a whole kind of module on this in my program that when we know our core values, and these are the values that go across all aspects of our life, so through motherhood, career, or significant areas of our life, um, relationships, our health, when we can actually come up with a set of core values, what it does is it kind of stops us scattering our attention over all these different roles and having to switch gear all the time. And we swap these kind of societal expectations with our internal 
value system. Now we're in the seat of our own lives. Now we're in the driving seat. Now we're being driven by our values and what's important. And we can live by those and take action on those within parenting, within our career, within relationships. It brings congruence into our life and we align what we want with our action, with our behavior. And then what I believe happens is we start to see the bigger bigger picture here, which I'm going to get onto. Because how often do we get stuck in the day-to-day, the groundhog day, the mundaneness? And I talk about overwhelm, but I mean underwhelm as well. I get bored so easily. I don't tolerate boredom, and nor does Bonnie, interestingly. But when we can actually zoom out in the bigger picture of our life and connect with our values and look at what we're trying to achieve as a family unit, as well as an individual, what is the life we're trying to create? then we can channel that our energy and time towards those values. They're driven by those values. And we're prioritizing the things that are actually going to take take us a step closer to them rather than the thing that's just always about solving a problem or getting out of that kind of survival mode. My values, incidentally, they're changing quite a lot at the moment, but I'm trying not to have too many, um, is courage the courage to show up with honesty because I think honesty is how we connect with our true selves it's how we can be truly authentic and vulnerability is a big part of that so I put courage but also in parenting the courage to move in to the courage to be able to move towards Bonnie in those uncomfortable moments to trust my instincts the courage to go my own way in my business, the courage to be vulnerable in my relationship, the courage to reach for more, to know that I can create the life that I want. So some, some of you will know that Dan and I have bought a horse trailer and we convert it into the galloping gut hut. And we want to take that on the road and, you know, sell maybe, make kombucha, sell coffee, therapize people with our amazing NLP skills, but be amongst people, be with people, be at festivals. So, you know, it's really changing a lifestyle. Connection. I think it's everything. Connection to yourself, connection to your kids, connection to nature, connection to what truly matters. And then faith, trust. Faith is trusting that things will work out. I am a huge least spiritual person and I'm hugely connected to the universe and that's also the universe inside which is my microbiome we'll talk about that another time but understanding that there's more than just us and that I do believe that we're guided and I do believe that the universe is there to support us and we're here for a bigger reason and I think the universe I see that as nature and there's so much wisdom there that when we're open Um, and trusting and we are courageous to step forward and we're connected then absolutely have faith that um, our energy will be given back what we put out will be given back and energy that is my final value because energy is everything so there's not too many there's four there um they're all equally as important to me right now but when I do the full values elicitation I try and get just one or two maybe three that that you would kind of focus on if that makes sense okay right we're good let's keep going I didn't even check the time before I started this Right. So we've just we've got to values where we're actually walking up to life and we're demanding our values and not being controlled by these kind of societal norms that don't fucking work for all of us. The next bit is identity. And 
when it comes to the title of this podcast, when your kids get in the way, this is absolutely huge. But if I just jumped in at identity, it might not have made so much sense. So I want you to understand that when we're talking about identity here, we're really flipping. We're flipping um, from inside out. So your environment, doing what you think you should, settling for second best is very much the external. But then we flip the other way to our values. That's really connecting with ourselves from inside out. Through understanding our values and beliefs I'm not going to talk about today, we then start to understand who we truly are. And I think as parents, we we lose a bit of ourselves. We lose a piece of ourselves. And you can ask yourself this question, who are you on the outside of being a parent? Or sorry, who are you outside of being a parent? And this is why I think my webinar is going to be so powerful. If you can relate to what I'm saying today, you are more than a mum. And I think it's so important to understand that you have an individual identity, that parenthood can turn your life upside down anyway. So trying to establish who you are as a parent, but also hang on to who you are as an individual, I think is absolutely massive. And I'm just going to go through a few things here that you can start to think about when it comes to your identity, because as I've mentioned before, this is the biggest piece of the energy puzzle. So if you're thinking, Annie, I'm just exhausted and overwhelmed. I have no energy to give to me or to do anything more in my day. This is why I just want you to consider this and your identity. Okay, so very quickly, think about in your family unit, there's you, there's your partner that, that might not be a partner, but let's just say it's you, husband, just for the sake of this model, but you can change it to fit your dynamic. There's your kids. And there's your career and there might be cats and dogs and all sorts of other things. But think about who makes up your family unit. I want you just to think about if you had to put them in order of who gets the most time and energy of who gets the priority, who's first. This is a really powerful exercise that I learned from Brian Costello. And if you go back actually and listen to his episode, How to Help Your Teenager, I think the link to him talking through this is in there. And I also talk through it in my program. So the point of doing this is just to understand where you rank in your own life. Because I see a lot of mums that put themselves second, third, or even fourth. And by definition, you are putting yourself second, third or fourth in your own life. And one of the biggest lessons for me is was to learn that by prioritizing my needs, which is not about sacrificing or taking away from your kids, that it can be done prioritizing your needs and looking at the things that nourish you, that you do on a daily basis and making them more nourishing and fulfilling can absolutely give back to what you're able to give to your kids. So by putting your needs first, you are able to love your kids more. Kids don't just benefit from the love you give them, but from the love you give themselves. You're able to show up is that more empathetic, attuned, calmer, regulated parent. And I think often I could have just come on, by the way, and said this. But when we're thinking about quick fix solutions, 
you can go and change your diet you can go and like take some supplements you can go for a walk you can do some exercise but if we don't talk about it like this and we don't acknowledge who we are at a soul level and our values it's going to feel like there's a piece missing because when you are coming at it from this place this is where you really start to sustain change because you understand what you truly need you're not just doing a bunch of self-care kind of acts um, in order just to kind of survive and get get through it's coming from that internal value system of what's really important and the bigger picture so I hope that that's helpful on that the other thing with identity is to understand that it can be both and so the both and concept kick the butts and replace it with and and what I mean like this is it is completely normal to crave your own space and want to be close to your kids. It is completely normal to want to create a thriving business that really like feeds your desire for creativity and giving back and making an impact in the world and be there as an attuned kind of present parent that you can feel strong but you can also feel unsure. You can feel free, but you can also feel trapped in some situations. That you can feel brave, but you can also feel sad. You can feel loved, but also misunderstood. And I think when these big emotions can coexist, this is when we really have the opportunity to integrate, I call them parts, um, integrate these parts and become more whole. I think when we repress them or resist them, that's when they start to almost compartmentalize us, that we, we separate from ourselves and we're kind of split in all these different directions and dragged in all these directions. So this is about becoming more whole but also expanded and that we can hold these different states I think that is gold I feel brave right now and scared because I'm talking about this kind of vulnerable subject but I know it's going to help at least one of you who can resonate and that means a lot I can want to be close to Bonnie and be with her but I also know that my space is what I need to be a good parent, to be a better person. I think this both and concept is so powerful. Also, get clear on who you are and the role you want to play as a parent. And this is going back to the should and the settling. What does parenthood mean to you? What is the bigger picture? And I read somewhere that parenthood should be magical. And actually, we've lost that ability through the pressures that we're under as parents to enjoy parenthood from a magical perspective, almost see life through the eyes of our child. We've kind of we do adulting and seriousness over um, viewing life through the eyes of our child. And I think that is so important. We can learn a lot from them. And this is where it's going to start to trigger something like, oh my God, I need to kind of realign myself and my life. Reframe balance. Look at balance as being more paddleboard type balance. So sometimes we're going to have to put our left foot down for a little bit longer. 
And maybe that is investing more time into our kid, like I did with Bonnie with her emotions. And, and there's a lot of reasons behind that, by the way, that I'm now much clearer on, which is really helpful for me to understand and the stuff that I can do to support her through diet and parenting and that she is being exactly who she needs to be. And actually it's more a lesson for us to learn. Um, she's reflecting back. So I've learned a lot of hard truths through there, but I understand that sometimes she requires more of my time. And because of that, I've had to let go of a few things. But then I trust and I've got that faith that that will turn. And it has because you invest in that. It is playing the long game. It gives that time and energy back at a different time. And, and that's what I'm really riding at the moment. So I think it is finding your own rhythm as a parent and understanding that balance is probably bullshit. And then we need to look at it more like paddleboard balance that sometimes we're going to have to put our left foot down a little bit longer. Sometimes we're going to have to take some time and, you know, put some work into our, our business that we're not trying to evenly do it all the things all the time, every day. That is a dance of reciprocity. It's finding that rhythm. But if your values and your intention and the meaning of parenthood is there, I tell you this now, they will feel that energy and speak to them like they're bloody adults. <laughs> I do this to Bonnie. I tell her that my hormones are making me feel like this right now, or I'm doing this thing at work and it's taking up quite a lot of my brain power. I speak to her like an adult and I actually apologize, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not spending that much time today, or I haven't played with you today, but I got this thing on, but I tell you what, can we do this then? And normally she accepts a lot of that. I can also see when she really needs me and she needs that regulation. And I can see the things that lead up to that, which is obviously really helpful. And also I think a big thing, and I hope you take this away too, is understanding that you're a good mum. That is so important. Because if you truly believe that you are a rubbish mum, that will dictate the direction of your life. It will affect your values and your ability to connect to yourself and it will affect your actions. It will affect the energy that you put out there to your children, how you actually prioritize yourself and treat yourself. So that is an untrue belief. Please don't think you're a bad mum because you're doing things differently. This is so, so important. And one thing that I just wanted to share on beliefs quickly is that I believe that you can make a living and have abundance from doing what you love, right? When I look at my life right now, I'm kind of stuck. I get stuck easily in this scarcity mindset. And what that tells me that if I truly do believe that I can make a living from what I love, then I need to tune into my values. I need to tune into myself and I need to look at how I'm going to live in alignment with that belief. Does that make sense? Because sometimes you can believe one thing, but then what you're living is different. You're going around complaining, you've got no money, you can't do this, you've got no time. But I do truly believe that you can do that. So I think it's about coming back to yourself and listening to yourself and tuning in with your values. What do you need right now to live by that belief, to live in alignment with your values? Perhaps it is that faith that even though this feels uncomfortable, 
I need to trust myself. Maybe it's giving yourself more time and extending your timeline of when you're kind of hoping to achieve this thing. Maybe it's taking time off altogether. Failure is only possible when we put a time limit on and we're getting into the realm of mission now. Maybe you've got this thing that's so important that actually nothing's going to stop you doing it. And it's actually giving back to your family. It's giving back to your kids. It's making you feel fulfilled. I also believe that attachment is key. Early attachment is key. So if I really believe that, it's about what I can do to live and trust that belief. What I'm talking about here is changing your behavior in alignment with your beliefs. And I think this is where we resist. And we get taken away by the fear gremlins and the external world and external pressures and the story we tell ourselves. And because we programmed ourselves that way for so long, it's our familiar self. It's our normal. So we have to upset that normal. We need to literally make the effort to do a different action. I believe this. So I'm going to do this instead. I normally do that. And that doesn't work for me. And I beat myself up. I'm going to do this. Be brave. Go against the norm, go against your own norm, go against your own programming. This is how we rewire our nervous system. So when we know ourselves and when we know ourselves more, this is where we really step up into our mission. And this is what I'm talking about when I talk about the bigger picture, zooming out, coming out of the day to day, the off the hamster wheel into the bigger mission, who you are aligned with your values and your bigger mission or purpose is how we start to do more of what we want in life and how we start to create the life that we want for ourselves and what we want for our kids. And here's what I want to say. I do a lot of work with my clients around mission and purpose, and we're going to talk about it in the webinar. It might not be one thing, you might have a mission within your motherhood role. Motherhood might be a mission in itself. Maybe it's health. Maybe right now your mission is to have more energy. It doesn't have to be world domination. It doesn't have to be creating this kind of business that's going to change the world. It could be ha having a healthier, happier family. It's something that you are deeply connected to. It's your why. It's your passion that no matter what, that you're on mission, nothing can get in the way. Even if sometimes you have to um, change your approach, change your direction, maybe put that left foot down on the paddleboard and give your children some more attention, the mission doesn't change. This is what I'm on with this podcast. My mission doesn't change. The work that I do with mums doesn't change. And what I wanna say on mission, and this is, I think, so powerful, is despite all odds mentality to adopt the despite all odds mentality this is because when we're sat there and we're thinking our kids are in a way I just need to do this thing stopping me from like living out my dreams blah 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 blah, blah. I've got no time I've got no energy I'm exhausted okay what's one thing you can do despite the odds what is something you can do I think this is so, so important. We are playing the long game here. But what we do day to day, it's our fuel. It's our energy to be able to stay on mission. So despite the odds, what can you do today 
to keep on mission. And maybe it's literally just taking a walk, giving yourself a break between meetings, eating to support your blood sugar and your energy, drinking more water. Maybe it's just tuning in with your mission and what that is. I'm here to help mums transform and resolve trauma so that they can reclaim that identity with a renewed energy. And from that, we pass down wisdom and not wounds. That's huge. That's going to come through all of my work, whether it's stopping suffering in silence and being more honest in my podcast, or it's through my one-to-one energized mother model or working on my new program, Rediscover You Behind the Mother Mask. The mission is the same. But doing that mission involves me living, embodying that and living living my talk I want to live in a field I want to live in nature I don't want to live where I live right now yeah I could put all the barriers in the world in front of me to stop me but I know that I can create that I don't know all the hows but I know that I can create that I know that that is my mission and it's not asking for much it's just going back to nature and I'm not going to abandon that and I think that is the big difference from when I was really exhausted overwhelmed not believing in myself and stuck in this kind of generational trauma pattern to now I really believe that I can achieve I'm living my purpose I'm living that legacy I believe that I can achieve this and I didn't have that before and that's quite profound but that's doing all the kind of trauma work and energy work that I've done that is part of my program okay So we're on mission, right? When we're on mission and we're clear what we're doing, we're aligning with our values and we're taking action in alignment with our values and we're moving away from societal norms and we're not doing what we should anymore and we're not settling for second best and we're not being controlled by our environment. This is where we really start to master your craft. And this can be scary. One of my favorite sayings I heard the other day is new level, new devil. So when you up level, and I, this is very important when we're thinking about our kids getting in the way. For me, it's coming back to my business and doing things my way. Now, because I'm doing it my way, I love it and I want to do more of it. I still get overwhelmed, have my little meltdowns, but I want to do more of it. So when that is really fulfilling me and ticking my value box, maybe parenting and, you know, dissolving all the big emotions and kind of deregulate, uh, regulating and all of that isn't what I want to be doing at that point so I want to be putting my energy here new level new devil as I up level it's posing these different challenges but like I said at the beginning and Katie said to me these are the lessons that are going to be so valuable later on they're going to take you to the next level so be aware of that as you grow growth isn't easy it's uncomfortable fear gremlins limiting beliefs are going to come up unresolved stuff new level new devil but this is how we expand and we move beyond that and how we actually expand our nervous system flexibility but it's so important to have that focal point of where we're heading and that greater mission and bigger picture so that we're not always kind of going back to our old programmed ways and behaviors of the past and what we don't want This is about growth, essentially. And then when we're mastering our craft, we're doing what we want. And this is breaking the rules. And I know that if you are with me and you resonate with me, there is an inner rebel in there just waiting to come out. Courageous rebellion. Start trying to fit into boxes that are not meant for you. No more settling for second best. 
and living outside of your value set. And this is where cycle breaking parenting really comes in, being the parent you needed when you were little, doing things differently. Parenthood can bring up a lot of stuff from your past, especially as your kid hits certain milestones in different ages. Be really aware of that. This is where the big learning curves come. So if you're a cycle breaking parent and you're trying to do things differently and maybe there's been trauma in your past and you're trying not to transmit, you're trying to transform that pain so that it's not transmitted to your kids, then even more reason to put yourself into the center, to give yourself the space to get to know you and to listen to yourself. Because honestly, what you're doing is incredible. Okay, so just to finish up on that, and sorry, that was a bit ranty and potentially a bit long, but hey-ho, it's important. It's a masterclass. <laughs> I think all too often we compartmentalize our lives, and I think we've really disconnected from our human nature and our truth. And I think that no fault of our own, we tend to put a lot of our energy into other people's metrics of success and almost measure the weight of our own worth in other people's hands. And I think it's time to really take check of that, of what's going on in our environment and what we have been doing, what we think we should, what we've been settling for and really um, connecting with our values. Who are we? Our mission and then doing more of what we want and mastering our craft and seeing this as a skill to learn and a craft to master, not just a goal to achieve. It's really through this process that we learn through who we are. It's not about the goal. It's about who we become in the face of it. And what I would say is give yourself grace and give yourself compassion. Those feelings of wanting to have your own space and do your own thing are part of this growth journey tune into what those feelings are trying to tell you be flexible give yourself solitude give yourself time to actually feel your feelings don't be like me and go out always listening to a podcast or always got some kind of external input because you're not you're going to be drowning out your own voice your own intuition give yourself time on your own and I think walking in motion is so important the big realization for me is that I have to do things differently. So change how you do things. Don't be afraid and don't feel that you have to overhaul everything all in one go. What works for you? What doesn't? Don't be afraid to break the rules and do things your way. You do you. Think about the both and concept that two emotions can coexist together, two states that actually we need to listen to both to integrate them as our greatest resources because they're both trying to get you something. They're trying to tell you what your needs are, the need for space, the need for connection and closeness. They're all human needs. And it's how we choose to honor them that is so important, that is right for you and not what you think you should. Um, your kids aren't giving you a hard time. They are having a hard time. And most of the time we deny our own hard time and discomfort. So it's really hard to help and hold space for them. So give yourself the time to tune into your feelings. Um, the magic of parenthood, that parenthood is hard, but it should be magical. Society and all its kind of systems that aren't very healthy have made it harder. They've put a lot of pressure on us and we're almost stuck in this kind of rat race. 
think about the despite the odds mindset that despite the odds I'm going to do this one thing that is for me that is for my mission despite the odds I'm going to do it take the pressure off take the time limits off get clear on your values what are you modeling to your kids what do you want to pass on to them who's first where are you in that kind of framework that pyramid of parenting and remember new level new devil that challenges will come up they're supposed to there are learnings there's how we get new resources moving forward and just lastly just to reiterate spend time with yourself minus the external input so that you can really listen to yourself so I hope that's been helpful. I hope it's been as rabbit holy and tangenty as you can expect. <laughs> um, let me know. Please let me know what you think of this one. It's not an easy subject to speak to. And I just want to finish by saying Bonnie is the making of me, even at times that I felt that she's the breaking of me. Um, she's not. She's the making of me. And I love her to the moon and back and everything I do is for her, if I'm honest. And she is my why. So I just want to thank her. And I hope through this podcast, she becomes a hero because she is. She's a force to be reckoned with. Um, <laughs> full of spirit. Okay, please let me know um, if this resonated. I'd love to hear from you. Go to the show notes and sign up for You Are More Than A Mum. Um, how to reclaim your identity and sustain energy and resilience. And I'll take you through the step-by-step -step pathway if you feel broken and overwhelmed, but you know deep down you are meant for more. And this is really cutting through the noise and giving you that clear roadmap of the things that are going to help exactly what we've discussed. You get to know you, get in tune with your values, do more of what you want, master your craft. I hope you have a great week and I will be back next week with another episode of Behind the Mother Mask. <laughs>